I was just thinking while we was worshiping a while ago, you know, some came to my heart. You know, there's a lot of people today that are are, are, are tired of waiting on God. You, you know what I'm saying? They're just tired of, they've been praying for such a long time. They've been, they've been asking God for something. And, you know, me and Sister Janice went to see a dear lady yesterday. Uh, she's in an old folks home, a nursing home. I, I don't want to call it. That's, that don't sound right, an old folks home, right? The nursing home in Cade. And she was so happy to see us because we gave her the word. You know what I'm saying? And, and we were just talking about the Lord, and I gave her a scripture to, to read, a passage of scripture. Janice gave her a passage of scripture to read, and you could see she was lifted up. She didn't want us to leave. <laughs> and, you know, it was all about the Lord. It was, it was worship of the Lord, edifying her, getting her, you know, she had a Bible on, 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 a, on the desk, and she could hardly, she couldn't see too well, but, you know, I opened the scriptures to her, and we read to her. And I told Janice, it was a good day when we can worship and minister to someone, you know, outside the church. And she needed it, Brother Allen. She needed it so bad. She, she, her spirit, she didn't want us to leave, like I said. She, we could have stayed there all day just talking about Jesus, you know, and gave her hope. This is what this gospel does. It gives us hope, right? The world today is falling apart, but thank God it doesn't have to be our world. Man, it doesn't have to be the faith that we put ourselves in. Praise God. Uh, I was going to preach something. But I'm going to change my message this morning, okay? I believe this is for that reason. Because uh, it reminded me yesterday when we went, went over there and we ministered to this dear lady. There's a lot of hurting people that are struggling in their faith, right? They're dissatisfied with their walk with God. They're dissatisfied with their prayer life. They're dissatisfied with, with, with the Lord answering them. They, they, they're trying, but they, they just can't get a hold of the Lord like they need to, right? And we are there to encourage them. I'm here to encourage you this morning. You know, I think about David when David had, uh, was running from King Saul and he had his mighty men. And they, all, they went into the, the cave of Abdullah. And the Bible says they, all these men were discontent, dissatisfied, bankrupt. They, but they had nothing. But because of David's word to them, because of David's faith, these men turned to be some mighty warriors in his army, right? Don't ever think that what you say to someone, another believer, in encouragement, that it's not going to make a difference. I'm here to tell you, discouragement or dissatisfaction doesn't have to be in our lives, right? Because, you know, I, man, I feel it. I, I know that God has been drawing me this way. We, we talked a lot about, I remember I talked about uh, the goodness of God. I talked about, you know, uh, getting close to the Lord. You, you know what I'm talking about. You heard me quote that scripture, 121 verse 1 of Psalms a bunch of times lately. Because we're not grabbing a hold of who is our provider. Who's the one that brings us peace? If a person is discontent, dissatisfied, he only needs to lift his eyes up. <laughs> right? You know, that's a message that I just, I can't shake that verse for some reason. God, I just can't. It's because a lot of failure in our life comes because we're not lifting our eyes up to the heavens. 
We look at the world and we get all discouraged. We look at society and we get all disfigured and we, and we get depressed with it. I don't want to get depressed with this world. I don't want to feel dissatisfied or it, lack of encouragement. I want to know that God is with me. And he's going to take care of me, right? I'm not going to shake this till God shakes it, okay? <laughs> There's just something about what we need to hear as a body. You know, those that are listening on YouTube right now, it's the same, you know, our little YouTube video has been doing good. We've been getting a few people. And, and, you know, it's, and I told Brother Alan, I said, we, 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 we're going out of the walls of Coda Homes right now. I mean, the message is going out, praise God. And that's wonderful. That's wonderful. But for a Christian to be dissatisfied, discouraged, discontent with his faith, there's a serious problem. Because if we serve the King of kings and Lord of lords, and if he's everything he says in this book, we shouldn't have to be fearful. We shouldn't have to doubt. We shouldn't have to put our head down and say, God has forsaken me. No, he hasn't. I've never been more encouraged in my faith than I've ever, ever been in my life as a Christian right now. I've been calling some people I know and just even texting. I don't text much, but I was texting a few people. And, I, and you know, I said, you need to keep your eyes toward the, on the Lord. Look where your help comes from. Set your affection on the things of God, not on this earth. If I tell you there's a way to find hope, and you don't do it, right? Then it's not my fault. If you're dissatisfied with your walk with God, come on. If you're dissatisfied, if you're not content, well, you, there's a way to a remedy for that. Get closer to Him, draw near to Him, seek Him more. Ask Him to be with. I oh, mean, I feel that. Praise God. Ask Him to be with you. Ask him to walk with you. Like, listen, Adam had the greatest walk with God ever till he sinned. God walked with Adam in the coolness of the day. You imagine that? God came down and visited with Adam and walked with him. We need to walk with God. We need to walk with assurance of his word. Listen, we could talk about a lot of spiritual things, you know, gifts of the spirit. And I'm all for that. Praise God. Really, I am. You know, a lot of people are caught up in, uh, uh, I want to call it fanaticism, where they, 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 they take off of the gifts of the Spirit, but they don't even know the Bible. And I'm, like I said, I'm all for that. I'm all for the speaking in tongues and, and prophesying. That's great. But if you're dissatisfied with your faith, how is, your, how is that going to operate in your life? How is that going to work in your life if you can't even have courage in what you believe? Man, I feel that, praise God. If you can't grab a hold of the word and be encouraged, what good is speaking in tongues going to do you? Come on, I'll prophesy. Come on. I rejoice because I am born again. I rejoice because Jesus died for my sins. I rejoice because he'll never leave me or forsake me. I rejoice because the Bible says nothing shall shake me out of the, the, the hand of the Lord. As long as I'm in his will, as long as I'm walking with him, y'all, nothing shall pull me out of his love. Now, I could pull me out, but as long as I'm serving him with my whole heart, as long as I'm serving him with my life, he's always there. <laughs> Come on. You know, I thought about that over and I said, he's always there. He's never going to leave. 
You know, when you feel lonely, he's there. When you feel discouraged, he's there. When you feel dissatisfied or discontent, he's there. Let me read you a couple little verses. In Psalms 37, verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good and dwell in the land. And I like this verse because it's, it says it like this, and feed on his faithfulness. <laughs> what, what? Feed on his faithfulness? Listen, when I start to eat, I like to eat. And I can feed pretty good. I've been, I've been losing weight. <laughs> I went to the doctor. I lost 39 pounds. No, 29. 29? Oh, <laughs> 29. I guess I was, I'm like that guy that caught that fish this big, you know. <laughs> no, 29 pounds. But you know, it, it, it was hard. Actually, my wife, I had to pass up the candy. I had to pass up the chocolate. I had to pass up the, the bread. I had to pass up the rice. I said, you know what? That's a hard way to get 29 pounds off your body. <laughs> but I was diligent, right? You know, they would, they would come in my house, and we'd, we'd, they, they would, even my kids would bring me some. Oh, I love the little almond dark chocolate. You ever eat those little things, the little um, mounds? Oh, man, I can eat a whole pack by myself. But look, it's still, in, it's still in the icebox. But, you know, sometimes discipline is needed because I feel lighter. My, I went a pant size down. I got some victory, right? You got to be persistent. I was dissatisfied with my, my, my body. I was dissatisfied. I was tired all the time. I, I felt my knees were hurting. I said, well, Jen, maybe if I lose some weight, the knees will stop hurting. Right? They don't hurt as much. But I had to make a step. I said, this, I'm going to do this, this this day. I said, on this day, I'm going to start losing weight. On this day, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, it's going to happen. And it's been about two months now, right? I'm still on this day. I'm still going strong enough. But you know, I could, I could, I could undo all I've done, right? By just going back to my old ways. <laughs> right? Just go back to what I used to do. Then you know what's going to happen? I'm going to gain it back. I'm going to get sluggish. I won't want to get up. I won't... And you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, what, that's what our faith's like sometimes. Because we always, we, go, we get close to God and we go back to that old way. We touch God and say, well, God is good enough for a month. You know, I went to church last week and the Lord moved and all of a sudden I was encouraged and, and now I don't have to go back to, for three weeks. <laughs> no, it don't work like that, brother. <laughs> it don't work like that. I was dissatisfied with my appearance, my, you know. My, my body. And I didn't like the way I felt, so I had to do something about it. Let me ask you a question. Are you, and you, you might be the greatest Christian in the world. I'm not, I'm not pinpointing anybody, but are you dissatisfied with your faith? If I'd ask you that, you can only answer that, right? Are you satisfied with your prayer life? Are you satisfied with spending time with the Lord and reading the Bible and Seeking the wisdom of God. Are you, is that part of your everyday life? He says here, you must feed on the goodness of God. What is the goodness of God? God's word is his goodness, right? Because in his words, he has the promise. See, this, this is not meant to stay on these, these pages. It's to jump off into your heart and to, and, and to operate in your life. That, you know, make people think that all the time. I say, listen, I sound like a broken wreck. God's word is settled in heaven. It's not going to change. 
And if he promised it in his word, it's for you as a believer, right? I, you know, I, I wish people today would get a hold of this. I, I'm just telling you what happens to me, okay? I was sharing that with somebody yesterday, and I said, my fate has changed. <laughs> Not for the worst, brother. <laughs> because I had to get a, get a, uh, the thing is that I, God is my provider. God is my joy. Jesus is my, my salvation. The word is my light and my salvation. Everything, see, if I, if I look at what man is doing and say, well, you can, you, can, you can get saved, but you got all these other things. You got to, no, 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 no. I'm saved because of the blood of Jesus. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. I'm saved because I made a commitment to the Lord that I'm going to serve him for the rest of my life. Amen. I repented of my sins. I asked Christ to come out. You know what? He filled me with his Holy Ghost. And, you know, I'm still going strong. I'm not telling, I'm not telling you I didn't fall sometimes. I'm not telling you a righteous man falls seven times and he get it back up. But you're the only one that knows if you're satisfied with your walk with God. Is that walk with God changing your life? Do you see the fulfillment of the word in your life? You understand where I'm coming from? Do you see God's word working in your life? Do you see it? I'm not, I'm not talking about a religious life. <laughs> I'm not talking about a life that says, well, I go to church, I pray, I read. I'm talking about the word working in you. The faith that comes from that word. I feel the presence of God, praise God. That faith of that word working in you. Seeing your life operating according to God's word. Let me tell you something, sisters and brothers. If, when I get to that place where I need to be, I want to see God. You hear what I'm saying? I want to, I'm, like, I'm going to be like Stephen. I'm going to look up and I see the, the son sitting on the right hand of the father. Right? I want to know him. I want to know him. And the only way I'm going to know him, y'all, seriously, the only way I'm going to know him is if I know his word. Because God's word is God's will. And the character of God's word is in his, in his in will is in his word. Right? And I'm going to learn this book. All right? I'm going to learn it. I'm going to hear it. I'm going to worship. See, if I, if I let man and society dictate my fate, then I'll never know God. Right? Let me say that again. If I let man, Brother Allen, if I let, a, I let this society dictate what I'm going to think about God, I'll never know Him. Because I know society right now doesn't know Him. Society is falling apart. It's rotten and right on our feet. So much corruption. So much wickedness. So much ungodliness in this world. You might be just a few this morning, but we're in the presence of the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're two are gathered in his name. There he is in the midst of us. Listen, I'm going to preach in this church if it's two or a hundred. And that's just what I made my mind up. That's what God wants. You hear what I'm saying? That's what it wants. It's, it's not in the numbers. It's in the quality of those that are here. It's those that want to believe God. Listen, you, the people, y'all that are in here today, if you take off and say, I'm going to serve Jesus, I'm going to share the gospel, I'm going to share my faith, I'm going to walk, walk in that faith, you know how much people you can touch? Huh? 
Me and Janice, we didn't see much when we went yesterday. Seriously, we, we just went, and that lady's feet lit up. And you know what? And she says, she was so happy to see us. And when we started sharing the word with her, we prayed with her. You know, she was so excited. She, she, like I said, she didn't want us to leave. And we did it together. We did it as a husband and a wife. Didn't talk about nobody. We just talked about Jesus. Tried to encourage her to, to put her faith to the Lord, look to the Lord. And we left there, me and Janice, but we felt the presence of the Lord in that in that. And that, and listen, I was walking down the aisle, brother, Al, and the poor old people, man, it's, it's so discouraging to see it. I told Janice, that was somebody's mama. That was somebody's wife or husband. You know? And, 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 and they're parked in this, this home like, like to die. You, you hear what I'm saying? Like that's the last stop before the grave. And I said to Janice, I said, I said, you could feel the hurt, Bilal. You could feel the loneliness. You could feel the, re- the rejection of these dear old people. And at one time, they were vibrant. They were, they were part of life. They were, they were raising families. They were taking care of their homes. They were, a lot of them were doing, you know. Now they're, they're just waiting to die. Oh, what a depressing way to live. But I know when we left, <laughs> we left some encouragement with one. <laughs> because she, she was, she said, I, I believe the Lord, she said. I'm trying to have faith. She said, I'm trying to believe, but it's sometimes so hard. And we shared with her, and I believe we left, faith, we left the spirit of faith with her. I believe that. I believe she's, she was encouraged. She's going to look and pray to the Lord now. She's going to seek the Lord. But he said... We're to feed on his faithfulness. We're to, we're to absorb his faithfulness. We're to, we're to eat his faithfulness. And God wants to bless us. And God wants to bless you. And God wants to carry you all the way through. Don't, don't ever think he's left you. If you feel you've drawn away, turn back. If you feel your faith is, is withering, turn back. Those that listen on the internet, turn back. Don't let the devil rob you of the most precious thing God ever gave you, and that's Jesus Christ. Turn back. Come back. Get on your knees and pray and seek him. Listen, the greatest place I find in my own life, praise God, now is just to either kneel or sit or find a place with God because that is the most important part of the day. That's the most important part of my life is that I ask God's guidance. I ask God's spirit to come. And to teach me. I want to read it. You don't have to turn there. Let me read the verses I have. Just, you want to close your Bible for a minute. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll have to make you turn to a whole lot of verses. I'm going to read them for you, okay? Trust me in the Bible. <laughs> in Joel chapter 2, verse 26, you shall eat plenty. God's talking about the children of Israel. You shall eat plenty. And be satisfied. Listen to this. Praise God. God is not going to leave you unattended. He's not going to leave. He said, All right, he said that he takes care of those that are the hungry. He, he never sees the righteous forsaken. That's what a scripture I'm thinking of. Nor seeing his children begging for bread. God is there. God is there. Listen to me. Praise God. I'm going to sound like a bro. I don't know why I'm stuck on that. Praise God. You're going to have to help me. Pray for me or something. God is there. 
He's not going to see you lack. He's not going to see you do without. If you're a child of God, he has, he has you marked with his faithfulness. He has you in his eyes. He knows where you're at. He'll let, you'll have plenty. You'll be satisfied. God has everything it takes to make you live a satisfied life. You know why we don't get it sometimes? And I'm, I'm, you might get upset. It's because we don't believe him. We're not going to establish a faith in God till we say God said it. That settles it. And it's done. Period. I'm going to say that again. God said it. That settles it. And it's done. See, if I tell you something, I might go back on my word. But God don't go back on his word, right? If I say it, I might not do it. <laughs> but God does it. Because God already preordained, sent it out ahead of time. He wrote it in a book. This is what I'm going to do for you if you serve me. And, and I'll love you. And I'll provide for you. And I'll take care of you. You'll have plenty. You'll have plenty. You'll have all that you need. And praise the name of the Lord your God. And he, he has dealt wonderfully with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Praise God. You'll never be put to shame. You don't ever have to worry about God allowing you. Listen, we go through trials and tests and the devil attacks us. That's not what I'm talking about. But in the eyes of God, he'll always put you up on the top. He said you're going to be the head and not the tail. Right? I said he said you're going to be the head and not the tail. Listen, I'm not, I, I don't endorse these prosperity pimps. That's what I call them. Those that, say, that uh, preach money, money, money. They're not preaching the gospel. But I do know something about the Lord. That he has promised to take care of his children. And whatever we need, he, he has plenty. Listen, God's, God's bank never runs out, Brother Alan. You hear what I'm saying? God's, uh, God's pantry is full all the time. He's, he, he, he's, his hospital is there to take care of you. I'm talking about his hospital really works. Come on. Everything that you need. In God's eyes, in God's, it's full. Everything is full. There's nothing lacking in the provision of the Lord. Right? There's nothing lacking in the provision of the Lord. God takes care of his children. You don't have to be dissatisfied. Well, I see sister so-and-so, she got a brand new car. Let her drive a brand new car. Thank God for her brand new car. I tell the Lord to bless her more with another brand new car. Maybe God will give you one. <laughs> Come on. So, oh, it seems like they got more money than us. Well, thank God they got more money. Maybe God will give you more money. Right? <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe if you stop complaining about brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so, and what they got, just thank God for what they got and ask the Lord to bless them with more. Maybe he'll give you more. <laughs> okay. It's the truth. Job is a prime example. When Job prayed for his friends, what happened? His situation turned around. Come on. God gave him double than what he had before. Come on. He didn't give him another wife. He only had one. <laughs> Thank the Lord. <laughs> She's the one that said, curse God and die. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's when he started praying for his friends is when his situation turned, right? Listen, if you got somebody that don't like you, ask God to bless them. If they need a cup of water, give it to them. If they need food, give it to them. And maybe by doing so, God will heap a coal of fire on their head. 
Listen, you know what? I like that because it changes you or me more than them. Somebody said, well, I don't have to work with that the person. They, 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 listen, listen, pray for them. You know what I'm saying? Pray for them. Pray for those that are hurting. And if God has blessed your sister and brother in the Lord, thank God for it. Worship with them. Thank God for it. They need it, brother. <laughs> and your, time, your, your turn is coming. Don't worry. Because she's getting out of the same bank you're getting out of. And out of the same food pantry you're getting out of. And out of the same bill, whatever she needs. God is plenteous. God is not lacking. Come on. How many know that God is richer than you? <laughs> well, you know, there are a whole lot of people richer than me. There's a lot of people richer than me. <laughs> you know, I thought about that when Book was talking the other day. Boy, she said, Dad, if we had the money to make our business work. And I said, let me tell you, God owns every bank there is. The Rockefellers don't own it. The Rothschilds don't own it. Come on, Holy Ghost. God owns it. God owns every oil field, Brother Allen. God owns every bank. God owns every financial institution. God owns every food store. Everything that, that's out there is God's. When they die, you know who's going to get it? Just somebody else. And when they die, somebody else. And so nobody never, ever owns anything. Right? It comes back to the Lord. <laughs> and he gives it to his children. Right? Hallelujah. Okay. I'm going to read you. Out of Psalms 30, uh, 63, verse 1 and through 5 says this. Oh, God. Some of you got in trouble and got, got needed help, prayed to say, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Here it comes again, God. Oh, God. <laughs> that, that, the problem is coming again, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, God, you are my God. I like that. Not Buddha, not Mary, not Harry, Harry Krishna, not, not Mohammed. You are my God. Early, early will I seek you. Early. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got a prayer clock in me, and it's always, my wife will tell you, she's laying me, but four... Sometimes 4.15, and I lay down, I, I, sometimes I, I, I disobey, and I'm being honest with you. I wait till 5.30 to wake, go pray. But, it, you know, I feel the difference. I say, Lord, if you, I'd have got up when you told me. You know what I'm saying? Early will I seek you, Lord. My flesh longs for you as a dry and thirsty land. My flesh longs for you as a dry and thirsty land. most Christians would feel that way. This church would be packed to capacity, man. We wouldn't have to worry about souls. We wouldn't have to, they'd be here. A lot of people call themselves a Christian would get hungry, thirst for the Lord, want to, want to drink of the Lord's water and eat of the Lord's food. Come on. You know how many people, Christians are sitting in front of a football game today? You know how many Christians decide not to go to church today because, you know, some something... Came up. I told somebody, I said, how come everything come up on Sunday? <laughs> I said to myself, I said, it's, it's always on Sunday. It seems somebody calls you or somebody, somebody, something happens or somebody gets sick or somebody. It's always on Sunday. You think that's by chance? And I'm not, I'm not, sometimes that does happen, okay? 
But to me, it happens a little too often, right? So we need to honor the Lord. If we're hungry, come to the table. If we're thirsty, come drink. Praise God. He says here, he says, in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water, God will give you water where there's no water. Come on, somebody. Somebody say amen. God will give you drink when the well's dry, right? So I've looked for you in the sanctuary. Where? The church. (laughs) No, listen. They call it sanctuary. We call it church, right? I'll look for you where? In the sanctuary. I'll look for you where? In church. This is our sanctuary, right? This is the place where we come to, to hear the gospel, to worship together. So we look for the Lord here, right? We go to hear the gospel. If we're hungry, we're going to go to church. If we're thirsty, we're going to go to church. If we want a healing, we're going to go to church, right? Hallelujah. Because your loving kindness is better than life. Somebody say amen. Your loving kindness is better than life itself. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. <laughs> you mean we can't worship God on, uh, on, on, on this month and not worship in the next? We can't worship him one year and forget about him for a whole year? And decide we're going to come back. No, no. As I, I, while I live, while I'm on this earth, while I'm walking, while I'm breathing, I will worship him. I know it's a strong statement, but that's the truth. I will worship you. I will worship you while I live. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Hmm? Come on. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise you joy, with joyful lips. Now listen, there's a lot of things in that verse we need to look at. First of all, you're not going to get fed outside of the sanctuary, right? And you're not going to grow till you make a, 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 an open decision that I'm going to be in fellowship. I'm going to be in a place where I can hear the gospel. I'm going to be with other believers, Right? I'm going to come and worship. You know why I learned about things? I told you that many times. You know why I learned about serving? Here in church. You know why I learned about the rapture? In church. You know why I learned how to pray? In church. Learn how to trust God? In church. I learned about many things in church. See, if, if I'd have just said, well, my house is my sanctuary, I don't believe that'll work. Because God has appointed a pastor. He's appointed those over you to, to feed you. We're not no better than you, but praise God, we, we're here to help serve the Lord and help you grow and to feed you what, he, what God gives us, right? Some, a lot of you know this verse in chapter 4, Philippians verse 12. I know how to be abased or be hungry. I know how to abound. I know how to be up. I know how to be down. Listen, Paul had a very, listen, Paul wouldn't be accepted in the modern church today because, you know, if you're not rich, you're going to hell, but if you don't have a lot of money, if you're not on top of the world every time, the dirt church, then, then you, you must be in sin. No. He said, I know how to be abound. I know how to be up there, and I know how to be down here. 
I know how to have food and I know how to hunger. Right? And he says this. Everywhere in all things I have learned both how to be full and how to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. Both to know what it is to have and know what it is not to have. I can do all things. <laughs> Praise God. Come on, somebody. I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. I can do what? Some things. All things. All things. There's a verse in Psalms 84, 11 says, The Lord is a sun and a shield to me. He is my banner, right? He's my protector. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good things will he withhold from you, right? I like that. Man, if, you, if, if, you, if you're in lack today, remind God of his word. If you're struggling, remind God of his word. There's nothing wrong with that. He wants you to remind him. You said here that if, if, you know, if I put my trust in you, grace and glory shall follow me, and no good thing will you withhold from me, right? From those who walk uprightly, that's where it's, that's where, that's where it's at. That's where the catch is. Because you can't live in sin and expect God to bless you. You can't live outside of the, the light and expect God to give you what you want. I hear so many people say, I love the Lord. I mean, they, they, they're doing everything opposite from what he says. No, the, the, you better thank God he allowed you to live. If that's somebody that you know. Thank God he's giving you breath. If you live, if people that are li listening to me today, if you're living in sin, listen, you better turn around before it's too late. Your grace limit is about to run out because God is not going to tolerate sin in his presence, okay? But for you, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm just the same thing as you. I have issues I'm dealing with right now. But, but I don't want to do something about it. I'm still fighting the battle called the flesh. I'm still wrestling like Jacob did, you know, when, when, he, was, when, he, when he was running from Laban, his father-in-law. I always thought that story was strange because you know why? You see, the first time he stole that blessing from his brother Esau, you remember? He didn't have to steal it. God was going to give it to him, right? But he let his mama lie to him and say, you can just go in and steal it. Deceive your daddy. And he paid for it for many years after. But when he met God in the wilderness and wrestled with God all night long, he said, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. <laughs> Jacob was going to wrestle with God. Listen, the last one he stole, this one he's going to earn, right? This one he's going to get from the Lord, and God blessed him, right? I personally believe the blessing that mattered was the one he got from the Lord, not the one he stole from his, his daddy. My Lord, you want to be blessed? <laughs> you see, God always leaves a reminder. Listen, in my own life, I have some reminders. See, Jacob's hip was thrown out of joint, Brother Allen, after he wrestled with God. That was to remind the children of Israel that he wrestled with God. Sometimes God will leave that limp there to remind you. To remind you. 
that you to live an upright and a holy life. Jacob changed that day. He was no longer called Jacob, the heel catcher or the deceiver. Now his name was Israel, the prince of God. Huh? My Lord, think about that. The prince of God from, from deceiver to prince. Come on, Jesus. Man, I feel that. I became from a, a, a sinner, a pervert, a liar, a deceiver to the prince of God. A child of God, right? And now I'm going to live for him till I die. That's, just, that's, my, that's my decision. I made that, made that, made my mind up. I got one more verse, okay? And I'm going to close. And Isaiah 55, 1 says this. Ho, everyone who thirsts, Come to the water. <laughs> I like that verse. Come to the waters. Everyone is thirsty. If you're dissatisfied with your walk with God, come to the waters. If you're not content with where your prayer life is, come to the waters. If you failed God, repent. Come to the waters. Come to the waters if you're thirsty. And you have... It says, and you who have no money, come buy. And he, how are you going to buy with no money? Because what God has is free. But it's not cheap, brother. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? It, don't, it, it doesn't cost you money, money, but it costs you a life. Right? It takes everything you have to come to God's waters. Takes everything you have to eat at God's table. Listen, I'm telling you, praise God, this is real. He's not going to take your money. Right now, they got preachers out there, they're saying, well, if you give us this much, God will give you this much. It's not for sale, right? Come on, somebody. I'm going to say it. It is not for You can't sell me my blessing. You hear what I'm saying? It's already mine. <laughs> I don't need to give you money for something that God has already given me. Oh, <laughs> you didn't give it to me. God gave it to me. You preachers that are listening and believe in prosperity, you didn't, I don't have to give you anything. God has already promised me. If, if I, all I had to do was come with no money, right? <laughs> I'm not saying the church don't need money, but this what God has is not for sale. But it's sure going to cost you a life, Right? It says, come and buy. Yes, come buy wine and milk or honey without money and without price. Jeremiah 3, 14 says, my, and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, says the Lord. Oh, if I can do anything in this church, seriously, as a pastor... Is to get you to trust in the goodness of God. Listen, I'm serious. This is something that's stuck on me for, I don't know. I've been telling Jansen, I've been quoting that verse that's coming out of my ears, man. I've gained so much strength from Psalms 121. And the last, I needed it. She needed it. We both needed it. Because we stopped putting our focus on what we have in the bank account or how we feel 
or, or someone else. We put it on the Lord. Because He is the one. See, God will use people to bless you, but they're not really the one blessing you. God is blessing you, right? They're only the vessel that God uses, right? When you get money for your bills and God sends it to you, that's God sending that to you. When you get food in your house and you need it, God's sending it to you. See what I'm saying? That's where the provision is. That's where the promise is. It's in what God has said. And what He's promised you and me. He does not lie. You could be satisfied with everything you need. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to go through a valley. I'm not going to say you're not going to be tested. That's, that's, that's good gospel. Be trying of your faith. Work in patience, right? Sometimes it don't come when you put it on the clock or put it in a calendar. I want it this, uh, this day, God. I want it at this time, God. But it's never late. <laughs> I've never seen God forsake me yet. We've been in business. Me, we have to live by faith every day. We've been in business over 12 years now. And I'll tell you, Brother Allen, he's never let us down yet. And I'll tell you, it got bad. We needed money this week for some bills. I'm, God has opened the door. I have a bunch of lines on my cell tomorrow. And it's going to pay everything we need, you know, for this month. I said, always on time. <laughs> Come on, never. It's always there. And I looked at that and I said, is it because we started putting our eyes on the Lord? For our provision? Listen, don't be dissatisfied. If you are, ask the Lord to bless you. He will. If you're his child, he'll bless you. And trust him. I'm a witness, to, willing to, uh, open testimony that he has done it. He has done it. And you know what? He's going to do it again. <laughs> he's gonna, I said he's going to do it again. Right? Stand up if you can, praise God. We're going to pray. We're going to pray and believe God. If you have a need this morning, if you have a need, God is faithful. If you're dissatisfied with your faith, if you're, not, if you're dissatisfied with your walk with the Lord, look to the heavens. Set your affection on those things that are above, not on the earth. See, I have a house we live in, me and Janice. We built that in 1981, 84, 87? I don't remember. But you know, Brother Allen, I realized something about that house. If the Lord tarries 100 years, then it's not going to be there. It's going to decay. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to rot away. But what I put in the Lord never rots. <laughs> what, I, what I have in the Lord never fades away. It's always going to be there. What I build up on this earth, I can build money as high as that in the moon. It's going to go away. It's always easy when you have a pocket full of money to have faith, right? But when you don't have it. <laughs> see? And we blame God. No. I remember when we first started business, and me and Janice was making a lot of money in our dump truck. And I was comfortable. I mean, it was good, man. We had money. And all of a sudden, I started getting more attention on what the money I was making. And the Lord started taking it away. You know why? Because I got my eyes on what, he, what the bank account said and not what God said, right? And I'm not, I'm not proud of that, but it, it happened. And when I learned, 
And you learn that our help is from the Lord. Our faith has to be established in His Word. And you have to be satisfied in Christ. Don't be looking to be here much longer, okay? Oh, I've been hearing that for you. Listen, I'm you, don't look. For your <laughs> all what's going on in the world with Israel and all that stuff, it's only plain laying it down, brother Allen. It's, it's only laying things in place. I'm going home. And you are too. Amen? We, we're going to see our Lord. I believe personally that we're going to see Him come back in our day. Because there's things happening right now that can't happen. You know, even in Bible prophecy, I mean, it, back when they prophesied, it, it couldn't, like, like the two witnesses, I say that over and over again. Who, I mean, they died and three days later the whole world saw them get up. You couldn't do that back in those days, brother. But now let something happen overseas. You're going to see it in 30 minutes, if not sooner, through the satellites and stuff. And I, I, started, I said, God is good. He knows what he's talking about. You know? How the whole world is going to see two men raise up in Jerusalem on a street? But the Bible says the whole world is going to see them rise up. And you know what? They're going to see, they're going to see us disappear one day. Hallelujah. The coming of our Lord is soon. Lord, we thank you for this morning, Lord God. I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for the encouragement of your word. I thank you for what you're going to do in each one of our lives, Father. Lord, help us to be content in you. For you said in your word, if you have clothing and raiment and a roof, to be content. Or clothing and raiment, food and raiment. Lord, help us to trust you for our every need. To put our faith in you. And what you said, Lord God, to establish your word in our lives.